This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we talk about Cloud Insights, the new cloud resident monitoring service from NetApp. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipoc. Zipoc. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the studio and I am sitting with James Holden uh, to talk about Cloud Insights. And if you're like me, you don't know what Cloud Insights is. So (laughs) we're going to learn all about that together. So James, if you could tell everybody in the audience what you do here at NetApp and how to reach you. Yeah, so hi everyone. I'm James Holden. I am the Senior Product Manager for uh, Cloud Insights and On Command Insight. And if anyone wants to reach me, I'm at james.holden at netup.com. Wow, how'd you manage that email address? Unique James Holden. There we go. <laughs> I have a very unique email address, too, so it's all good. All right, so um, we'll start with the million-dollar question of um, what is Cloud Insights? What, what is this thing? What is it for? Yep. And how do we get it? Yep, yep, yep. So um, Cloud Insights is our, uh, one of our latest SaaS offerings um, from the Cloud Data Services uh, business unit. It's a monitoring, troubleshooting, and cost optimization tool um, built in the cloud, really for um, the modern IT infrastructure. It's been based on what we had, um, what we have with cli- um, on-command insight. Okay. And we've used that technology and we brought it across and made it into a, a fully baked SaaS offering. So you cloudified cloud, uh, on-command insight, essentially. Essentially, yeah. And and we're developing um, to be really focused around a lot of the cloud technologies and uh, a lot of new ways that application infrastructures are being used. Kubernetes, um, container-based architectures, and really the, the hyperscalers and how they're delivering their services. Being able to monitor, troubleshoot, and then optimize the cost on those. And this is all cloud resident. I don't have to install anything, right? Um, it is cloud resident. We're hosting it. We're managing it. We're maintaining it. We're updating it. All the patching is done by NetApp. It's always the latest version because it's a SaaS offering. It's not you're going to have to upgrade and do version controls. Um, there is a little bit of a, a lightweight code that gets installed behind the customer's on-premises in, uh, firewall or in their VPC or in their VNet just so that we can collect the data in a secure fashion. So kind of like an agent? It's... Um, we call it an acquisition unit, and you can have uh, multiple data collectors on an acquisition unit. So they then talk to the devices. They talk to the on-tap device, talk to the VMware. They'll talk to the EC2 instances, and then push the data out of the client environment into um, Cloud Insights. So that all the security credentials are held in the customer space. All the, uh, the network traffic goes through um, a single uh, secure connection back into Cloud Insights. Okay. So how do you alleviate any sort of security concerns people might have with installing this thing on the back end of their firewall? Is it something that just people will accept, or is it something that you have to kind of talk around? Um, it's something that we find people are very ready to accept. Um, most organizations these days have some form of cloud something. If it's Office 365, if it's I don't know, IT guys using ServiceNow, um, they're all used to pushing data out of their environment into a, a cloud offering. Okay, so they're pretty much comfortable with it already, so there's not a lot of yeah. hand-holding or anything. That's yeah. good. That's good. And, and the other benefit of having um, that 
collector um, architecture where we're pushing the data out is it can scale. Um, we're scaling to the, the largest of the largest organizations, but it also is applicable then for the smallest organizations as well. It's a very simple, easy to deploy. It's either a Linux uh, virtual machine that gets put out there or a Windows um, VM, and that then just sends the data back to us. So okay. it starts collecting. Um, some devices do five-minute granularity. Um, some of the stuff we've got coming out is down to the 10 seconds of pushing data into Cloud Insights. So you said scale. How does it scale? So it's a comp- we build this in the cloud. So it scales to the cloud levels. We've got load balances that direct the traffic to where it's needed. We've got a, we build it in a, a, we've used Kubernetes as our backend. And so everything is completely load balanced. Everything's infinitely scalable. And so, yeah, we've got some very large customers. I think the biggest one we've got at the moment has just exceeded the 70 petabytes of storage. And I think they've gone over um, 10,000 virtual machines in their environment now. So it's, it's a, it's a large, um, very capable solution. So given the fact that it can scale and that it has to be cloud resident, is the licensing model based on what you're using or is it based on like a, a lump sum? Yeah, it's, it's what you're using. So um, On Command Insight used to be licensed purely on the, on the storage capacity. Now, as we moved into the cloud, and more and more architectures are based on other things other than just storage. Um, we're also um, licensing by what we call a, um, a managed unit. And a managed unit for us at the moment is um, based on capacity or it's based on um, the number of OS instances. So virtual machines, physical hosts in the environment. Okay, it's kind of like a per seat license almost, like you'd be used to with something like SQL um, in a way. Well, it's it's more scalable than that. It's, well, but yeah, it's, yeah, but I mean, just the the concept of you know you're you're basically paying for we pay for what you use, what you're using. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So as far as you know, the um, on command insight piece of this, um, does it still collect data from all different types of devices, or is it just NetApp specific? Yeah, if you remember back to what on command insight was the kind of number one storage resource management tool for it was the heterogeneous approach to collecting data. So um, we do all the NetApp, everything from a on-tap seven-mode to a uh, solid fire storage grid E-series. Um, but we also do the, the Dell EMC. We do the Hitachi, IBM, Nutanix, Pure, all those other storage devices. We do the hypervisors, VMware, OpenStack, Red Hat, IBM, PowerVM. Have you built in a feature where if you click on one of the competitor systems, it asks you, are you sure you wouldn't want to buy a NetApp? <laughs> it would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't think people would like that very much. <laughs> I think they would hate that, actually. <laughs> Strike that from the record. Bad idea. Um, so as far as uh, the, the Cloud Insights piece goes, um, is there any other technology that you built into it besides on-command insight, or is it strictly all on-command insight? No, 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 no. It's well. Um, so we started the journey uh, way, probably back in uh, January last year, where we really and um, we took what we'd done as a kind of proof of concept of let's sassify on command insight, and then started throwing um, engineers in a, in a serious fashion against it, um, and taking a on-premise product and taking it to the cloud you need a lot of different technologies to, to make that happen and to be able to do that um, scale out in the back end. So we've, we've architected it in 
in a way that we will be able to grow and keep on growing in a secure, multi-tenant, kind of uh, infinitely scalable fashion and add new technologies to it all the time. So we, we want to um, be able to manage and maintain um, uh, databases or we want to be able to get visibility into um, uh, Kafka streams. We'll be able to pull in um, whatever monitoring um, visibility those products give us and do it at a scale and a data retention that will mean that the kind of the key use cases of any, anyone that wants to see what's going on in the infrastructure can do so. Does it integrate with uh, with monitoring utilities that people already use, like maybe if they're using Grafana or Harvest or something along those, along those lines? Um, so we, the likes of a, a Graphite and a Grafana, build your own kind of capability. They've got a, a, got a, a use um, but what we see is we add a lot of value on top of those solutions. So where they can bring in metrics and, and show them, you need really a, a kind of pen and paper to kind of piece all those different pieces together. Um, it's not just about looking at the set of metrics that come off a device. It's about understanding how that device is related to other components. So when there is latency building up in the infrastructure, what caused that latency? Was it because there was a VM out there that was delivering 10 times the amount of traffic that it used to? Or was it just because there's something else going on on that storage array? And so what we can do is understand all those different relationships and then build out the pictures of where there's bottlenecks, what devices are correlated against it, which ones are kind of contributing the load. And then um, we've got analytics that will also go into what we call a, a a greedy or degraded analysis. So we pick out, um, this is the device that's bullying something else in the infrastructure. This is the one that pushed all the I.O. in and that screwed up the CPU and then led to the latency complaints. Basically, with, with Grafana and Harvest, you're doing a bit of maintenance yourself. You're kind of building yourself, and it's, it's a bit of a headache to kind of get set up and, and maintained over time. Yeah. Whereas Cloud Insights, it's in the cloud, it's cloud resident. Somebody else is maintaining it for you. It's automated with and, you know with Kubernetes and that sort of thing. Yeah. So when on top so. 9.6, 9.7 comes out, and there's a little bit of a new feature upgrade, Cloud Insights is going to have that already built in. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to go and upgrade something. Yeah. It's already there. Yeah. Okay. So as far as the um, Cloud Insights goes, are there demos that we can look at out there for, for Cloud Insights? Do you already have things like videos and sort of thing? So it's a simple Google search to find some videos. It's, a lot of them have actually me talking, yeah. walking through the product. So yeah. if you want to <laughs> hear a bit more of me, um, you can do that. Um, but the best way, the real best way, is if you go to uh, cloud.netup.com, um, there's a register for trial button there. So anyone globally can get themselves access to a fully working, fully featured Cloud Insights instance. Um, if you're an NetApp employee, um, we've got one that's built up of all our lab environments globally. So they can see all the details of what's going on for petabytes of uh, NetApp storage and, and stuff in our AWS, our GCP, and our um, Azure Cloud instances. Okay, so it ties into Cloud on tap as well. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But um, easiest way, register for a trial. And it's there. Okay. Cool. So go to cloud.netapp.com and register for a trial and you can just use it as opposed to just watching a video. So, yep. And it's really simple to set up. Um, most people are up and running within the first 30 minutes and they've got data and they can see on their screen. Excellent. So, does this live in any cloud or does it live in a specific, like, you know, AWS or Azure? Or does it really matter? It doesn't really matter. We um, 
we're maintaining, managing all our backend infrastructure. Um, we reserve the right to move our cloud provider anytime we want. Excellent. So we have the cloud mobility that we always tout ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yep. Awesome. Um, so what else would you want people to know about Cloud Insights? Like what sort of things uh, are interesting to you? So, well, I'm a product manager. So I'm always looking a little bit what's coming next. And um, there's some really exciting stuff coming with uh, Cloud Insights. So with um, on-command insight and our kind of uh, initial release of Cloud Insights, it was completely agentless. We would have a, a collector that went out and, and talked to the device. Um, but what we realized is that a lot of different um, applications and infrastructure components, um, no one's really frightened of putting an agent out there as well. And so we've got a, a release that's coming very, very shortly um, that will also include 100 new um, collections from all sorts of different devices, different infrastructure components out there, whether it be Couchbase, MongoDB, Elasticsearch. Um, we'll be able to pull in all the kind of performance metrics, alert against them um, in the same easy-to-use, easy-to-visualize ways that we've done with all the rest of the infrastructure sets. So that's pretty cool. Um, we've got our anomaly detection capabilities um, going to be released in our, what we're going to call a premium edition of Cloud Insights. So that gives a very proactive look at what um, the infrastructure is doing, how it's behaving, how it's kind of deviating from a norm. So if you imagine your day-to-day -day activities, I don't know, we'll, we'll talk IOPS, um, doing 10 IOPS, and it never really deviates from that. Your next kind of polling sample or next kind of monitoring, you expect it to be 10 IOPS. When it goes up to 100, it might not have crossed a, a threshold or a, a policy, but it's changed its behavior, and now it's running at 100 IOPS. You really want to know as a, an admin of that infrastructure what went wrong or what changed. So Cloud Insights is going to have that ability. Um, another piece that we've got coming um, very soon is um, looking at the, the cost of um, cloud infrastructures. So um, we've built Cloud Insights running in the cloud. Um, we like to be able to understand our own costs. Um, it's always important to know what those costs are going to be before that bill hits at the end of the month because no one wants that kind of shock of finding you've got $150,000 of uh, QA expenses when you were expecting maybe $1,000. So um, what we built into the product is an ability to look at all the kind of cost components that are coming in from the cloud and then analyze those to understand is there opportunities to, to save money. So there's a few ways we can do it. We can look at waste in the infrastructure. We can look at when um, things like um, the back-end disks or the EBS volumes are not being actually attached to any virtual machine or EC2 instances. That's a good sign of waste. Um, and the other one is looking at reserved instances. We can look at the historic behavior. We can look at the trends, and we can then kind of forecast in front what the number of reserved instances really should be in the infrastructure. So with this analyzing of what waste might be in the environment, have you done any sort of cost analysis of how much money you can save people with that particular feature versus the um, return on investment of buying Cloud Insights? Yeah, so yes, absolutely we have. And obviously mileage varies. But uh, um, what we're looking at, and we're basing this um, quite a bit on some of the info we've got from um, people using similar reporting capabilities within on-command insight. It's about a 30% saving on their cloud costs. 
which is is substantial. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I would spin it as you know, you're saving this X dollars over here, and you paid X dollars for. This. I always look at it like the Costco membership. Do you have a Costco membership? I used to. So if you buy the executive Costco membership, you get rebates. And my wife's always like, should we get rid of the Costco membership? I'm like, no. And she's like, well, why? We never use it. We use it enough to pay for itself because the, the rebates we get from like the credit card yep. pay for the membership and then some. We get a check every year and it comes back. It's like, man, this is we, we, we paid for it, right? So I'm wondering, it, does the cloud savings kind of pay for cloud insights in the way? Um, I can see absolutely doing so. Yes. Um, I, the tool's paying for itself and the, the, the value in lots of different ways. Even in the monitoring alone, being able to understand where you have an issue, often can pay for yeah, the absolutely. itself. Yeah, absolutely. But mean, um, if, you take it, if you take it into the, the cost and you've got a dollar comparison against a dollar comparison, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, because that, that's the way I would look at it. Because, I mean, like, basically, if it's paying for itself and I'm already getting all this other cool stuff, it's like, man, it's like gravy on top of it all, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so we've talked a little bit about how you can save money by you know leveraging it to w- eliminate waste in your cloud. How much does it cost uh, you know upfront? Like you know, we talked about you know paying as you go or paying for the things you used. Yep. What are we talking about in terms of real money? Yeah, so it's it's actually small money. Um, we're, I said before we're, we're licensed by managed unit, so um, the standard edition is $6 per managed unit as the kind of the base list price. That's if you've got uh, less than a 1,000 managed units. After that point, it then starts becoming a, a negotiation with Netta. Um, um, it can get extremely attractive for um, organizations. Is that $6 a year or $6 a day? It's, it's or? $6 per month. Per month, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're a SaaS offering, so we, we like to do it on the, on the monthly basis. Okay, excellent. So... Already, it's sounding more cost-effective than, you know, and one of the common criticisms of On Command Insight was the prohibitive cost, right? It was a very cool product. People love it. But, man, that's expensive. But if I'm only paying for what I'm using, that actually makes it more attractive. Yeah. And, and also, with On Command Insight, it really appealed to the, the largest organizations in the globe. Yeah. It wasn't for the, the, the guy that's running a, just one little storage array and maybe tens of uh, VMs. Well, because it was big and, and expensive. It was, but now it can... Yeah, so our yeah. smallest customer has... I think they've got five virtual machines and um, just short of um, 20 terabytes of storage. So we're starting small and we've got the, um, the larger guys as well. Excellent. So if I'm a NetApp customer, I could essentially be running everything in the cloud, whether it's my ONTAP or my analytics. Absolutely. Cloud's the way forward. It, it is. <laughs> For many of us, it is. Um, there's always going to be the holdovers, you know, where they don't want to be cloud-centric, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm going to say, and if, it, if they don't want to be cloud-centric and they still wanted to monitor and get visibility into the on-premises environment, this tool does absolutely that. So if I want to find information other than just, you know, a demo or something, like any TRs or white papers, where could we find that? Yeah, so... W- cloud.netup.com is our go-to place for all content. And if you put backslash cloud-insights on there, um, it's all there. So that'll give you links to the um, white papers, ebooks. It gives you information on the pricing, value props, videos. And then if you want to trial it, 
the register for trial button is right there. It's one click and just fill in your details and off you go. What if I forget that I've got it set up and I just let it go for a while? Does it start charging me or do I no, it, no, it no, just no. turn off? No, there's no credit card needed to um, um, go for the trial. It'll, it'll um, after 14 days, um, well, up to 14 days, it'll ask you to extend your trial if you want to keep going and then you get another 14 days. And if you're really, really liking it and you um, just want to see something else, we can always um, look about doing something. But um, 14 days is normally um, well within the kind of time frame for people to look at it, see it, and then realize that this is this is what they want in their environment. Yeah, and I ask because I've set up Amazon instances before and I forgot that they were attached. And <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> a you month get... later, I'm like, oh, man, I owe them a dollar. That's, that sucks. <laughs> Um, but yeah so as far as um, the instance like if I do a trial can I convert that to a full instance or is it something I have to re no it's it's absolutely convertible so as soon as you paid that dollar nice just keep going it's keep going awesome excellent yeah 90 days of data retention in it so it'll um, it's it's a is there a way I can pay for more data retention than that? You can. Oh. Um, we've got a the premium edition. It's coming out very soon. That's uh, 13 months of data retention. Excellent. Yeah. Any way to extend that even longer, or is that just something that's... Hey, this is SaaS, so we just need to... Yeah, just got to flip a, flip a button there. Yep. Sure, that's a negotiation piece you could probably Absolutely. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, once again, James Holden. Uh, James, again... If you want to reach you, how do we do that? Um, email me, james.holden at netup.com. All right, excellent. Thanks for joining us, James. Thank you very much. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank James Holden for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.